Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. <clears throat> Welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Now, if you're listening to uh, the broadcast on the via the simulcast during the 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock time slot here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or any other times during the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, locations, or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it could be the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. So now, having said all that, we can get down to the kingdom of the business, the, the business of the kingdom. <laughs> so go ahead and get uh, a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions and make those comments. So now, if you would join me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit that healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your love, your word, your spirit. Live big in me. Allow decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and our minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith, that's from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirits and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, beloved, we would like to kind of get uh, to a, a subject. Uh, it, the, the name would be prepared for the battle. Whether we like it or not, we're in a battle. And God expects us to win. But in order to win, we must be prepared. Victory depends on preparation. Our preparation establishes our expectation. It gives clarity to all of the things that we see, our observations. So the first step that I'd like to just remind you about is um, we should start with counting the costs. Our battle plan kind of uh, should start with inventory. What is it going to take for victory? In Luke chapter uh, 14, Verses 28 through 32, we're, we're, we're going to uh, look at 
what uh, Jesus said. He asks us some questions here. He says, which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it? Lest happily after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all that behold it uh, begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build but was not able to finish. What king is it going to war against another king does not sit down first and consult us whether he is able to, with 10,000, meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? Else, while he's a great while off, he sendeth ambages and desires conditions of peace. Count the cost. I, I like to call this the, the, um, the 5P plan. Uh, 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 one of my pastors told me a long time ago, he said, proper preparation prevents poor performance. See, if I know what the expectation is, is then, then I know my direction. I know my steps that I should take. See, as we uh, spend time with God, you know, God's going to tell you the secret things that are necessary for your victory. He's going to lay things out for you so that you can enjoy the simple plan that he has. God is not making it difficult for us to win, beloved. I need for us to settle that, you know, quickly in our spirit. God is not asking us to do, uh, he's not asking us to do the impossible. Come on, let me say that. He made the impossible available for you so that you can not think that you cannot do it. He's not requiring you to do the impossible. Why? Because he's given you the things to win, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, praise and worship. See, he's given you all that you need, his word. See, so he's not asking you to, to do the impossible. He's simply asking you to submit, to, to, to be obedient, to, to stop doing it your way and do it God's way. See, when you do it God's way, even from the very beginning, God did not want his man to have to sweat for the things that he needed. See, after sin, then God says, now you're going to have to, you got to live by the sweat of your brow. Before that, he was just enjoying the presence of God that, that, that makes things happen at, at a greater rate. See? It becomes he wants to increase you more and more a thousand times. He, he tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that when you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe, to do what he tells you, he says this is what's going to happen. He says your enemies will come out against you one way and they'll flee before your face seven ways. Glory to God. I mean, you, you, we need to, to get this. And these are the, 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 the scriptures that I would recommend that you begin to, to meditate on, to see uh, the end when you get – see, I'm not going trying to find a victory. I start from victory. See, just like God, he starts from a, a, a different perspective. He starts from the end, okay? He starts – from the, the, the culmination of the thing. And then he invites you into the flow of the thing because as he started with the, with the victory, then he, he brings you along so that you can walk out the steps that allow victory to flow in your life. 
I said to flow in your life. See, we 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 got to think differently. We 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 are the ones that are following a God that's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. But it's according to the power that works in you. So if the power is not working in you, I might ask a question: Are you prepared for the battle? Okay. You know, we, we shouldn't get, it's a thing they say that there was a man that was trying to um, swim across the ocean, and uh, he, he, he started out, and he got halfway to the other side and, and was tired and, and, and frustrated. And so what he did is he stopped swimming in that direction. He turned around and swam back to the shore. Okay, please hear what happened. The man was already halfway across the ocean. All he had to do was keep swimming in the direction that he was going, and he would have ended up on the other side. Because halfway, he turned around and came back. The exact same energy that it took for him to swim back halfway from the the, uh, ocean is the same energy that he would have finished the first step or whatever that uh, 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 endeavor was. See, we we need to we need to practice hearing what God says over and over, over and over, over and over. Hearing what He says so that we can be encouraged, so that we can receive strength from that. See, He's not asking us to do the impossible. Jesus came and said, "It is uh huh finished." So then, since it's finished, and I have preordained steps that I should walk in, I'm not having to do the impossible anymore. Again, God set that out in in your thinking so that you wouldn't quit. Amen. He said, all things are possible to him that believes. See? You start out with the victory. And as you start with the victory, the devil's going to come and check the oil, if you would. See if you really believe God. And as we continue in the steps of faith, then all things are possible. Not to him that starts and stops believing, but to him that believeth. I love the the, 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 the way it's rendered right there. It didn't say, for those that believed. It says, to those that believe it, active belief, perpetual belief. See? Again, uh, Jesus told the disciples to go to the other side. So they began to go to the other side, and here comes the trouble. It says a great storm arose. And so they got nervous in the service, and, 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 and they said, Master, do you care that we perish? They woke him up. The man was asleep. I mean, really, it's the same exact thing that happens in our life. We forget who is in the boat with us. See, because he was in the boat, and the instructions that he gave the disciples was, let's cross over to the other side. He did not say, let's go on the boat ride. He said, let's get this thing done. Let's cross over to the other side. He speaks your destiny to you prophetically. 
And as we learn to listen prophetically, then we will enjoy the process. But if we are listening fearfully, then halfway through, we're going to stop and say, I can't make it. We stop believing. And again, he that believeth to the one that believeth, all things are possible. I mean, you are called unto victory. Because the word of God is forever settled in the heavens. And that's the word that he speaks to you. In whatever situation, circumstance you find yourself in. He speaks to you in victory so that you can walk from here to victory, wherever here is. That's his love. The Bible says that in the book of Ezekiel that he saw us in our own blood, dying in our own blood. And he said to us in that position, live. I mean, that's just powerful to me. He saw me wounded in my blood, being incapacitated because I'm losing the, 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 the fluid of life. I'm losing that. I was drowning in my own blood, sitting in my own blood. And he spoke to me in that situation and said to me, live. And I guarantee you, most of the times when we get in situations like that, we keep reminding God of the trouble that we're having. And we don't hear what he just told us to do. And it was one word. Come on. One word, live. Glory to God. When Peter was in that boat and they was having all these issues, thinking they was going to drown, and Jesus came walking on the problem that they were facing, he came to them walking on the water. And then Peter said, hmm, this is interesting. Lord, first they cried out for fear. And then Jesus immediately, whenever there is fear, there is an automatic response from God. They cried out for fear, and immediately Jesus said, It is I, be not afraid. See, he's taking them back. Thank you, my God. I'm, I'm hoping that you can see how to prepare for the, for the victory, prepare for the battle. He spoke to them in their mess, whatever they were dealing with, whatever they were frustrated or stalled by. He talked to them right there, and he said, Be not afraid. Glory to God. You, you, you're going to have to address the condition of your heart because out of the heart, one that is prepared for victory, or one that's looking at uh, potential doom, you have to find out where you are because he's going to speak to you in the mess. Okay? He is the God that healeth thee. So he knows you in a mess, and he wants to be the I am to you. I am the God that heals thee. Not I will be, I am. Right here in the mess. I know that you're looking at it backwards, but I am here. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes only, comes not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. Kill, steal, and destroy. But I am come. In the middle of the destruction, in the middle of the death sentence, in the middle of the trouble, he says, 
I am. See? We need to look for that. And again, look for it in its proper order. We should not look for it with the, I, I hope you will. I need you to. No, he, he, he answers the condition that we find ourselves in because of stating, I am. He says, the thief comes not but for to kill, steal, and destroy, but I am come. Why are you here, Jesus? That you might have life, and that you might have that life more abundantly. Okay, let's try that again. He says, I am come that you might have life, and that life, the life that is now being challenged with whatever the situation or circumstance is. I am come. I'm bringing the answer to whatever you're facing because I am come that you might have life and that you might have that life, come on, more abundantly. He says, I'm here, I'm here, and I'm going to make sure that the, the questions that you're bringing, I'm going to resolve them, that you might have life and that life more abundantly. See? He's bringing more answers than you would ever need. That's why he's called the Lord that's more than enough, El Shaddai. He's not just the Lord that's enough. He's the Lord that's more than enough. See? He's trying to get us to, to be prepared for the battle. That when I'm facing something, I already have enough gas in my tank. See? I'm already positioned to win. When I left, I left in victory. See? We've got to get that. This has to be the mindset that, that, that we participate in. We should not have questions. God doesn't. He doesn't want you to live in questions. He wants you to live in faith. So then as you begin to know him that way, see, those that know their God, those are the ones that's going to be strong. Those are the ones that are going to do exploits. See? Why? Because they know him. The one that called me is going to cause my supply to meet me. See? Whenever I'm faced with something, I know for a certainty that my supply left at the same time I did. When, when Abraham was uh, going up to offer Isaac, and Isaac said, where's the ram? And Abraham answered and said, the Lord will provide himself a ram. So the way you can look at it, I know many Baptist uh, preachers would tell you, while Abraham was going up one side of the mountain, the, the ram was going up the other side of the mountain. Why? Because your supply will meet you. Glory to God. See? My God shall supply all my needs. Your supply will meet you. Continue to walk in faith. And then the revelation of your supply will then be given to you. Amen. Yeah, you can have another way of thinking. I get that. Abraham went up there, and he said, God's going to provide himself a ram. But Abraham said, oh, it doesn't make a difference. When we go up here, this is what he told the guys. He said, y'all stay here. Y'all that are fearful and unbelieving, y'all stay here. I don't need y'all to go with me. 
He say, me and the lad, we will go up yonder. And these are his words, we will return again unto you. And he was going up there to kill his son. The Bible says that he had received him as being raised from the dead in the vision. He didn't know how God was going to do it, but even if it worked completely contrary to all of his understanding, he had already said, y'all stay here. Me and the lad, we're going to go up and worship, and we're going to come back again. He already knew that God was going to do. I, ain't no sense in me messing with the God stuff. Let me handle my stuff. Let me be prepared for the battle. We're going to go, and we're going to come back. He was prepared for the battle. See? And then he went up. And, I mean, you, we, we talk about the faith of Abraham, but somebody needs to look at the faith of Isaac. Because when his father tied him up and laid him down as the offering, you got to come on now. There's some conversations that, that, that we would have had. Why this, God? Why me, God? What you doing, God? Abram was fully persuaded. Not partially persuaded. Fully persuaded. He had already tried it his way, and he created that Ishmael. He had created that stinky thing. But he had gotten past that, and he would find out in his heart that he had to be fully persuaded that what he promised he was also able to perform. See, God doesn't need our help. He needs our surrender. Prepared for the battle. See, most of the times we go through things, but we are not ready to surrender our thought process. We're not ready to surrender our demands that it work out a certain way. See, Abraham came to the place where he was now fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And because of that, it was imputed or accounted unto him for righteousness. See? Abraham was, was, was putting confidence in the righteousness of God imparted to him. Not the righteousness of God that he worked out, but the righteousness of God that was a gift to him. God provided himself a lamb. Yeah, he might have had to tell his son two, three, four, five, twelve times. The first, when you're down to the lower part of the mountain, Abraham say that, you know, it's all good. But then you're looking all around, and you now done got to the, to the middle part of the, of the mountain, and you go, okay, hey, Daddy, where's this ram? And he probably had to tell him, God will provide him. There's teaching that's happening at the same time you are experiencing the walk of faith. There's teaching that's going on. See? So then Isaac would ask again and tell me, God, well, Father, what 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 we need to do? I, do I need to help you look for this ram? Maybe you didn't see it. I mean, you're an older man. Maybe you didn't see the ram, Lord, uh, so that the Lord is providing. I, I need to have some answers. And he kept telling his son, you know, God will provide himself a lamb. Then when he get up to the to the mountain to the the the, the place of the offering, 
and then he, he ties him up. You know, there were conversations. What, what, what are we doing here, Father? I, I, I don't like this. I don't understand this. And then he was still telling, well, God will provide himself a ram. And then he said, I'm going on, see, because I've got something else that's working on the inside of me. I've already received you as being raised from the dead in the vision. Yeah. In that vision, I had to see you being uh, the one that's going to die. I had to see that so that I can see you being raised from the dead. So I guess that would be some become some of the questions. Are, are we only seeing the part that we like to see, or do we stay with God to receive the, the end of the thing? He received him being raised from the dead. Okay? I, I, I stopped looking when, 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 when you said, I got to offer up Isaac. I, I, we ain't going to look no more, God. You, you done lost it. I don't know what that is. No, Abraham continued to look into this thing. See? He continued till he saw what God was going to do. If everything failed, he said he already received him as being raised from the dead in a vision. See? Are you prepared for the battle? See, you, you continue to believe God. You continue to listen to God, even though what you just saw or perceived is not what you wanted it to be. Okay? So you got Isaac in the midst of a training session with his father and God. And he, all he kept telling him is God will provide himself a ram. It looks bad now, don't I? Yeah, I know it. But God will provide himself a ram. I've already seen the end of the thing. I stayed with God long enough to know that even if it goes wrong, God is going to raise you from the dead. I can receive you from the dead. Say It doesn't stop because my brain went tilt. The promise of God does not stop there. Say And I would submit to you that we need to continue in the process of receiving it by faith. That even if everything that I see, understand, or perceive is not what I want, God made a promise. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Shall he not make it good? Has he not spoken it? Shall he not bring it to pass? See, this is the way that, that, that we've got to train our hearts. So that our heart then, glory to God, our heart then would stop the arguments in our mind. Don't you remember that we're supposed to be those that bring every thought into captivity? This is the, the, the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal. These are the ones that are mighty through God, pulling down strongholds. That every thought will be brought into obedience. To Christ. See? We we might think and believe for the things that we like, and we just say, well, no, it's got to go this way because I don't like that path. We need to continue walking down that path until that thought is brought into captivity. If you don't win the battle of the mind, you probably won't manifestation of what you're looking for. 
because you've already given up. You've already abandoned the plan of God. The plan of God came by promise. Y'all stay here. Me and the land, we're going to go up yonder, and we're going to come back in this place. I guess maybe what what would be helpful for y'all is to just let's just go and see that. All right, so let's just look at that. We just keep talking about Abraham and and, and keep bringing up uh, what how he's believing, how he's being trained. See, because God knows that uh, where you are and where He is is not always the same. That that what He's spoken and what you are able to believe it, it might not always be the same. You're gonna have to grow. And allow God's word to, 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 his word will not return to him void. Okay? But, but, but it will prosper in the thing where he sent it. Okay? It, it will accomplish that which pleases him. You see, sometimes we don't go after it that way. See, we, we, we go after it and we say, well, you know, I, I, I've done all I can do and, and I'm ready to give up. See? But that's not what God wants you to do. See? God wants you to be able to walk in victory all of the time through everything that's coming your way. Because his word is not going to return to him, boy. See? It's going to accomplish what he pleases. One of the things that that uh, he wants it to accomplish is he wants your heart to expand, to enlarge the place of your dwelling. He he doesn't want you to 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 to, to draw back. See, he he wants you to be able to know that because God has said it, I'm walking in that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm victorious because He sent me a word. See. He sent that word to heal me. He sent that word to deliver me. He didn't send that word to frustrate me. See? He, he, he's not a man that does those type things. See? He, he wants you to be able to expand your thinking from that position so that you would be able to then enjoy the benefit of a word that was sent. Enjoy the benefit of a word that you walked in, that you sojourned in. See, this is not a a a a, a, a promise that you can uh, glean from the outside. See, you're going to have to walk in the promise step by step, knowing that the one that promised is faithful to complete it. He's faithful to bring it to pass. See. You, 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 we've got to get to know that. He, God wants to uh, allow his word to be so real that you cannot be stopped. Come on, y'all. When it's that real in your life, you cannot be stopped. If you haven't prepared, then it's going to be trouble. Genesis chapter uh, 22. And um, look at verse... Let's just read this from 22 chapter, 22 starting with 1, and let's go down. It says, came to pass after these things that God, the King James says, tempted 
proved. I get that. But God does not tempt any man with evil. So what happens here is God is getting us, he's inviting us to the other side of victory. But in order to get to the other side of victory, you're going to have to be proved. Okay? You're going to have to walk through it. Are you going to believe that what he said is what he's going to do? And so he began to investigate where Abraham's heart was so that Abraham could see it. He said uh, unto him, Abraham, and Abraham said, Behold, I'm here. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I should tell thee of. And Abraham rose early. Come on, y'all. Come on. Look at this stuff. He said, Abraham, hearing this, he said he rose early to go get to the other side of the promise. He got up early for this, even though the news that he had was not what he wanted to hear. He rose up early and saddled his son and took with two young men with him and Isaac his son. He clave wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Y'all abide here with the ass. Yeah, people that preach this is a good one. You might want to see it. That sometimes you got to separate yourself from the people that's asking the ass. Leave them with the ass. Yeah. The, the, the people that cannot walk, come on. There are people that cannot walk in your, prob, in your promise because they have the problem of looking at things differently. They say, y'all stay here with the ass, and I and the lad will go up yonder and worship and come again to you. Now, please remember that as you've seen this, there is no ram yet. But Abraham is living in the promise that he has to, he, come on, he's standing in the promise that he has to walk in. Because there is no, there is no lamb yet. See? There are other conversations that God is going to, 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 to give, make you privy to. See? The, the, the other part of the, the conversations was that God revealed to him that even if his son died, he will receive him again being raised from the dead. See, there's no sense in God giving you that side of it if you're not going to believe him on this side of it. Prepared for the battle. See, if you're going to argue with him and say, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do it that way, then you're not going to see the other side. God's not going to even continue the conversation and give you the revelation of, and this is what's going to happen tomorrow. These are conversations that God wants to have with his people. He wants to, the Bible says, the secret things belong to God and to those who he will reveal them to. But a lot of times, we don't put ourselves in the place where the secrets can be given to us. We're still demanding that it's done my way. See, I didn't learn anything from the conversations of faith. 
I put my way of thinking as a, above that which God has already promised. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can dare to think. There are some conversations that God wants to have, but you're, you're still on this side of the promise. You want it to be done by the way that you think. He said he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can dare to think. You stop, you stop at the trial and didn't go to the victory. Come on. I didn't see the victory, so I stopped at the trial. I stopped in the middle. I stopped in the middle because I didn't want to tempt God. If you would hear from God, you don't have to worry about tempting him. I hope you heard that. See? If I hear from the word of God, I don't have to worry about tempting him. As I bring those thoughts into captivity until they obey Christ. Ain't no two ways about which way I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it his way. See? I, I, I don't have a choice here. I've already surrendered my will. So then why should I go back and then invoke my will that I just surrendered? See? I'm going to have to walk in the promise that I'm standing in. Motion is required. Actions are required. See? Faith has the requirement of corresponding actions. If my actions do not correspond with the promise, we're in trouble. We're still going to be lacking manifestation. Abraham had to get to the place where he was fully persuaded. I mean, surely you can see uh, some of the questions of, well, what if this don't? And God continued to help him, and he gave him, uh, uh, he received in a vision that this thing is going to go one way and one way only. Y'all stay here with the ass. I and the lad will go up yonder and we will worship. Come on, y'all. I mean, look at the steps he's laying out for us. You go up even when you don't understand. You go to the place that he called you to and worship there. Amen. See? He didn't just say, I'm a, me and the lad are going up there and we're going to do what we got to do. He said, me and the lad are going to go up here and we're going to worship. We're going to declare to God who he is to us. You are the, 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 the father that cannot lie. And so I'm going to go up here and I'm going to remind myself. I'm going to give my voice the, the, the ability to tell you who you are to me. Because this is how he came back and said, uh, this is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, my provider. That's the name of this. This mountain was called in remembrance of what he did. He went up there and he worshipped. He released the faith by saying to God, this is who you are to me. My, my stuff is not going to speak louder than me. Glory to God. My possessions cannot speak louder than my life. Because a man's life does not consist of the things that he does possess. 
My possessions do not tell God who he is to me. See, that exchange happens in one place and one place only, worship. Okay? And a lot of times, this is probably what happens, is we want to say these things, but we haven't worshipped God as that to us. You are my supplier. You are the one that will not fail. You will not forsake me. You are the one that has made promise and declarations over my life. So then I simply submit to those things you've already said. You called me out of darkness. Why then should I choose to walk in darkness? Why then should I choose to stop in darkness, to stand in darkness? No, I'm going to walk by the word because you are to me everything that I would need. I worship you. Because of who you are. I don't worship you because of what I got. I worship you because of who you are. To me, you are my supply. You are my exceeding great reward. To me, that's who you are. Me and the lad, we're going to go up and we're going to worship. And then after worship is received, we'll come back to you again. Every step that he's taking up the side of that mountain. He still doesn't have answers yet. He was the one that knew, understood, and perceived that his answers come as a result of worship. God is seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. He's not seeking those that will worship for something. He's seeking those that would worship in spirit and in truth. Beloved, I'm trying to prepare you for the victory. I'm getting you ready for the battle so that we can stop, you know, so we can stop walking up the mountain, complaining all the way up the mountain, get to the top of the mountain, and turn around and walk back without the promise being fulfilled. See? Abram went up that mountain knowing that God who promised is able to, Performance. See? Doesn't matter what steps he has to go through, I'm going to believe him through every step. See? I'm going to walk in faith. Step by step. Not giving the, 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 the devil the ability to talk me out of my walk of faith. Because again, remember, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I am that you might have life, and that life more abundantly. See? When we begin to, to, to position our heart like this, there is no way it's going to fail. He's not a man that he should lie. I just need to be able to hear the end of the conversation. See? I can appreciate that, 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 that you say, well, God's going to do it, but the steps that are corresponding to what you say God's going to do have to already be alive on the inside of you. See? He's taking each of these steps without a lamb in his possession. Then it says that um, Abraham took the, um, in the in, after his worship, come on, y'all, notice that there were no, there were no motions 
till after worship, till after I've submitted and surrendered to God. It does not matter. I've surrendered and submitted unto God. And then Abraham, after worship, took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it uh, 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 upon Isaac. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. He had already had Isaac tied up. Then he had another step. He laid the wood upon his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. (laughs) I mean, Isaac had to carry his own wood, y'all. I mean, come on, look at the faith of him. He's carrying the wood, still looking for a lamb. Being instructed through the process that the faithful God said he will provide himself a lamb. And so he was walking up the thing, fire in one hand, knife in the other hand. <laughs> and they went up together. And Isaac spake to Abraham and said, hey, God, uh, daddy. And he said, yeah, I am, son. And he said, yeah, I see you got the fire. I see you got the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And then Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. And so he began to walk up the mountain without the resolution of the lamb. I just want you to see this. This was imputed to him for righteousness now. And then they came to the place where God told him of and built an altar. Let's look at this again. Did it not say they came to the place where God told him of? And then Abraham built an altar there. And then here we are, steps, steps, and more steps without the manifestation. Are these next steps going to be steps in faith? Are these going to be steps in frustration? Because he went up the mountain. He didn't say, y'all, he went up a hill. Come on. See? They, they, they went up a mountain. And then he put the wood in order, bound his son Isaac, and put him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took his knife to slay his son. And then the angel of the Lord called and said, out of heaven, called and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And the Lord said, lay not thy hand upon the, uh, hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Do you get the the, the, the conversations that, 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 that are needed to be imparted to you? That once I've done the things that I'm supposed to do, there will be another conversation now from God to say, new information. Information, now the end of the story. Okay? Don't, don't, you ain't got to do it your way. You ain't got to do that. I needed a display that you can visibly connect to, a display that your son can visibly connect to, because all the way up the mountain, you were saying to that son, God, 
will provide himself a lamb. I mean, look at the power of that confirmed word. You've been hearing it all the way up the side of the mountain. God will provide himself a lamb. Keep walking, still not seeing the lamb. Then here we are at the the 12 o'clock hour, if you would. And then God had another conversation that he wanted to give you. He said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. It has been uh, it has been ministered that because Abraham did this, that the exchange of sons was now validated in the earth. God's son now can be offered for us because Abraham offered his son. Given it shall be given unto you. We can we can enter into a, a deeper revelation of some of the meanings of scripture. And so Abraham, listen at the conversations now. Listen at the conversations. God said, Don't do that, don't do nothing to the to the lamb. Now I'm going to fulfill the promise. Mm, glory to God, say that, sir. Now I'm going to fulfill the promise that brought you up the mountain. You came on the promise of God will provide a lamb. Now I'm going to give you the manifestation of that promise. My God, my God. I want you to see the manifestation of that promise. And then because of the conversation, being connected to God, verse 13 said, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him. Come on, John. Come on. Wait, 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 wait. Behold, behind him. So here we are. Abraham is doing the things God told him to do. He's not looking around. He's staying focused on what God told him to do. And God brought up behind him. You're looking for the answer the way you want it to be. God's going to cause it to be seen when it is fulfilled. He looked behind him. This is your provision. It's not going to be because I can uh, uh, manipulate uh, and orchestrate. No, no, no. He was surrendered to God, and God brought his answer from behind him. When you look unto Jesus, then Jesus can bring the manifestation of that which you were hoping and believing for. But if you're looking for the thing rather than looking for Jesus, you'll never find it. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behind him, and behold, behind him. (laughs) A ram caught in the thicket by the horn. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And then Abraham gave the name to the place, Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. In the place where God called you, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. See, 
Then God went to give him revelations about what happened. And he said, Beside myself, I've sworn, says the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, thou hast not withheld thine only son, thy son, thine only son, that in blessing thee I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. Thy seed shall be as the stars of heaven and as the sands which are upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess all the gates of his enemies. In thee, thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. And Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba. And that's where Abraham dealt. He told him, he said, I, I, I know what God told me to do, and I'm going to do that. Y'all stay here. Me and the lad, we're going to go up and worship. My God, my God. Did you, again, I'm staying, I'm kind of just staying with that. Notice they didn't go up and beg. He went up and worshiped. He was running out of time, if you would, because he's going there to offer his son. This is the day. Okay? This was the third day. God then showed him this is the place. So there is no more time. There, there is no more uh, pushing it off and, and, and delaying. I mean, this is it. So he didn't go up there and beg because he didn't like what he heard. He didn't like what was understood. He went up there and worshipped. I mean, this stuff here will thoroughly confuse the enemy. Because the enemy is expecting us to react according to the lack. Come on now. He's expecting us to react according to the lack. But when we are faced with the lack, it is our position of faith to worship. Me and the lad are going up and we're going to worship. And then after worship, the worship that affects change. Come on now. Let's look at it. He was going up there, and the offering was going to be his son. But he said, after worship, God got involved. Things changed. There was a conversation now that takes you to the completion or to victory. Abraham, don't do your son no harm. I, I've got your heart, Abraham. And now with the ooh, thank you, sir. And now with the heart that is submitted to you, to me, I can now give you further instructions. I could not give you these instructions until I had a heart that was ready to submit to me at all costs. Worship is the place of exchange, beloved. They didn't go up there and continue the begging process like some of us would have done. The pleading process. They went up. To worship. See, proper preparation prevents poor performance. Because he already had in his mind what he was going to do. He was going to worship. He was going to honor God as the one that said what's necessary now will give you the opportunity to do it. We'll equip you to win. 
the second step in uh, in this preparing for battle, the first one is the countercost. Do inventory. When you say you trust the Lord, let's do inventory. Do you? See? Or is it just lip service? Jesus wasn't too happy with lip service. He said, these here people, they worship me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. He didn't even say their heart is just divided. He said their heart is far from me. They say they're going to do the things that, 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 that's going to be a blessing unto the Father, a worship unto the Father, but no, their hearts were never connected to the things or the actions that they were doing. Abraham's heart was connected to his worship. He had everything in line. You can see clearly. He took the wood, set it in order, then laid his son on top of the wood and was going to the next step because worship is a place where you sell out to God. Worship can never happen if I'm questioning God. Worship, the exchange of worship happens when I submit to God. First step is to count the cost. Let me ask you a question. When you're counting the cost, do you count it through obedience or through frustration? I used to have this. Now you're taking that too, God. See, your your heart's not connected to your worship. He asks us to do this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Thou must worship the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. See, am I doing that? You're counting the cost. When when someone does something and and you have the uh, ability to uh, get mad, frustrated at them, do you release that as a worship to God? Or do you justify that so that you don't think worship is necessary now? Whenever your thought has justified a thing, there is no possibility for worship to be released from that thing. Amen. Amen. If you can justify in your heart why you didn't do it, there is no worship being released from that. Not even possible. Because he wants you to worship the Lord with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind. The way I understand the word all, it means all. It means nothing left out. So if I'm trying to worship God and half of my mind is saying, don't do this, there can never be any worship from that position. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't even let that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. There was no exchange, no connection of worship. There could have been uh, words that say, you know, Lord, I love you, I love you, but you didn't follow through. There were no corresponding actions for that. If you love me, you would keep my commandments. 
you would look at what I told you to do and understand that the only way the blessing flows is that you surrender your way. Okay. But, 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 Lord, this is my last $5. Well, are you going to keep the $5 and miss the blessing of God, or are you going to surrender the $5 so that it becomes a worship and God then reciprocates the worship that you release to him? We don't give God anything to work with. We give him lip service. And all, wow, sir. When we give God lip service, all he's going to be able to do then is to speak to you again. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. If you sowed lip service, then God can only speak to you and give you another promise, another opportunity to come out of the thing. Because faith has to have corresponding actions. Okay? What are you willing to give as a worship to God? That's, that's a question. We say we want to get deliverance. We want to, to, to be going to the next level, to the next victory. Okay, but what did you offer him as worship where you are? Well, I'm just waiting and demanding, God. See, and that's not worship. So then you cannot receive what worship should produce. Worship, my God. Worship opens up the heart of God. Worship does not open the hands of God. It opens the heart of God. And when his heart is uh, connected to you, then everything in his hand is automatically released. You did not withhold anything from him from your heart's position. He will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. My steps of faith. Worship is exchanged heart to heart. God's looking for that. That's what made David such a special man to God because David was a man that was always after God's heart. It was not a man that was after God's hand. He was connecting at the level where things can be changed for you. Worship allows you to enter into that. Worship allows you to to say to God, your promise is my life. I I don't need anything but your promise. Your promise is my life. That's what Jesus said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but he shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'm living by your word. Your word is my life. I worship because I have your word. I'm not even going to worship because I think I have your ear. I'm going to worship because I have a connection to your heart. Mm. See? I would submit to you, I know we probably haven't heard it like this before, but it's still biblically true. Jesus worshiped the Father. The devil came and tried to, to trick him just like he tricked Adam. He tricked him, said, hey, man, you, are you hungry? Make these stones bread. Move because of your flesh. And Jesus said, no, 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 it is written. 
Well, then I'm going to give you all this stuff. You can see it. I'm taking you to these high, lifted up places, and, I, and I'm going to give it all to you. If you would bow down and worship. The devil has always been after our worship. Because that's what moves the heart of God. He's looking for those that would worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay? He's given you opportunity to worship in spirit and in truth. And we'll go halfway, a third of the way. Maybe even 75% of the way. But we won't live giving with all our heart. I, I don't have no more, God. This is, this is all I got. Will you worship him with all? He's seeking for those that will abandon themselves to him. Because that's when, now unto him, that is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that you can ask or think, according to the power that works in you. We didn't connect to the powers. There was no connection with God through worship. So then the power was not working in us. Didn't say the power was not there. It simply wasn't working. We're going to to to, to have the things that, well, I can do it up to this point right here because I still need this for that. No, see, you're not worshiping with all. God's not asking it so that your sacrifice means anything. He's asking it so that there will not be anything between you and him. There will be no barriers between you and him. Because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works. There's no barriers between, no blockages between. So then now, because there is, he's able to do what he wanted to do. He wants you to be the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. He wants you to increase a thousandfold. He wants to do, that's his word. That's his promise. He wants to fulfill that in your life. But we keep putting things in the way. Limits and restraints. The Bible says God knows how to deliver by many or by few. He knows no limits or no restraints. But we limit God. We limit the Holy One of Israel because our heart does not line up with what worship wants to do from God. Okay. So then when we don't worship that way, then we'll continue to beg and plead. And he was not looking for begging and pleading. He was looking for worship. See? Worship changes everything because it gets God involved. Worship also is one-on-one to God. That's why the devil wants to steal worship. If you will bow down and worship me, I'll give you all these things. And then Jesus said, no, 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 no. It's written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. See, he was teaching us that worship is the thing that causes the devil to have to go another way. As soon as Jesus said that thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall, the Bible says that the devil then left Jesus for a season. Why? Because he couldn't get his worship. He was already a son. 
bless the Lord God, you're already a son. That's not the problem. The challenge is, will the son worship? That's what God is looking for. He's looking for a son that will worship. See? A son that understands that this is all I can offer to God. It's my worship. This is the only thing that makes the difference. It's not my knowledge. It's not my knowledge of Scripture, my ability to record and uh, recite Scripture. No, what God is looking for, the thing that matters, is worship. Y'all stay here. I and the lad will go yonder, and we will worship. And we'll come back to you again. We'll come back with the victory because as I worship, the victory is now imparted, opened up, sealed. I get to walk it out. These are my preordained steps. I was created for his pleasure, for his good pleasure. I was created. What brings him pleasure? Worship. See? It's not how eloquent I am with Scripture. How, how, how good I, I, I say things before me. That's enough. God is looking for worship. A worship that comes out of a sold out, completely sold out heart. Thou shalt worship the Lord with all. See? That, that's the place of exchange. That's what the altar is for. And it is the altar that alters. Not because I'm I'm reminding God I get that I am not taken away from that But when you worship The things that you need Fulfill uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 These blessings will then Come upon you And they will Overtake you I don't have to ask anymore Jesus said Your heavenly father knows What things that you desire Before you even ask well, how can I enter into that by doing what he said? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then your conversation is different because you'll ask what you will and it will be given you. Your request is attached to worship, not attached to need. Oh, my God. Say that again. Your request will not be attached to need. It will be attached to worship. Glory to God. It, it it can never fail. Because as you worship, you are in his presence. See? His presence causes victory because of things you haven't even seen yet. Um, you can't understand yet. His presence answers all of that. See? This, this is how he wants us to live. This is the thing the devil wants to interrupt. See, he wants to, to get in between your worship to God. He wants to be the one that causes worship to be uh, passed through him. If I get what I get, if I get what I need, if I get what I want, then I'll give worship. See, you put the devil in the middle. You have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. I, I don't have to voice 
concerns and, 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 and requests to God because of need. It comes to me. This is what he says. He says, uh, Brother Rush is the one who taught me this. He says, if we would delight the Lord, delight ourselves in the Lord, then he will give us the desires of our heart. He didn't say he will meet the desires of our heart. He will then, through worship, there is an exchange. God's heart is open, and now your heart is open to receive what God is imparting into your heart. He will give you the desires of your heart. See? And as we walk in that victory, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly, far above everything we can ask of faith. He, he blesses us because of his presence, by himself. He doesn't have to bless us because of requests. Yes, you can ask, because if you abide in him and his words abide in you, that changes your conversation. See? I'm not just wanting him to do something so I can come out of this trouble or prove to some. No, 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 no. I choose to worship. See, I, I just come and bow down. I mean, remember those angels, those angelic beings that are in the presence of God. All day, day and night, all they do is look up and get a glimpse of God, and they say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. After they say that, they bow back down their face to the ground. They don't stop for uh, 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 to get sustenance and, and get food and, and get drink. They look at God. They look at his holiness. They worship, and that worship satisfies every single need in their life. This is all they do. Day and night. You don't find the time when they come and say, wait a minute, I'm hungry, God. Wait a minute, I'm tired, God. They do that, and because of worship, he supplies everything that they, they don't even have to move, beloved. They don't go on a, on a, a, a need hunt. God, come on, meets the need. Is found in the place where need becomes vocal. He's found there. Before you ask, he knows what you have need of. And so he asks us to pray from that position. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth and on earth as it is in heaven. How is it done in heaven? They look up and they say, holy, 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 Lord God almighty, who was and is and is to come, and there's nothing else that they need. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that's all they do. And if you want his will to come on earth as it is in heaven, then I will submit to you that we need to operate in this type of worship. Hmm. That's when God, who's the Bible says, he's, his eyes are running over the whole or throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in those 
in them that have a perfect heart towards him or in them that have prepared a heart of worship. His eyes are running to and fro. He wants to show himself strong. He don't want to just cause you to get the thing that you think you need. He wants to show himself strong, exceedingly abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. He wants to do that so that you will then go and give instructions to the people that are in your sphere of influence and say, you know what I did? I just came to the place where I worshipped him. I told him who he was to me. I, I, I stated that he is my life. In him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. I, I, I told him that he is my life. He's not the hands that I'm looking for. He's my life. Everything that I would ever need is found in his presence. And when my ways please the Lord, he does stuff like makes my enemies at peace with me. Why? Because my ways of worship stops the fight that's in front of me. But, as we say, your way or God's way. Are you prepared for the battle? Because there was, I wanted to go to Second Chronicles when he tells us the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's. So since the battle is the Lord's, he will give me the battle plan that causes me to win perpetually. And that battle plan is worship to come and just bow down before him. Allow him to, 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 to manifest his presence in my life. And me understand that his presence is all that is ever needed. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you. Today. Father, we just thank you for your word that you sent to heal and deliver out of all our destructions, out of all of our fears. Thank you, Father, that we can come into your presence. We've been invited into your presence to worship. Worship simply is the trigger that allows the flow of God, the flow of God, the river of God, to bring to us that which is necessary, that which is desired. We will delight ourselves in you, and then you will, in turn, give us the desires of our heart. Thank you, Father, for causing us to grow up, to allow worship to be our focus, so that you can then do what worship wants to release. Thank you, Father, for showing us this great grace by your word and by your spirit. We give you the praise, sir. We give you the glory and the honor. Committing it to you is done in Jesus' mighty name. And the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Wow. Well, as we do here at LiveDelivers.com, we... If you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, 
We'll give you an opportunity to um, make ask those questions or make those comments. Area code 678-677-7795. Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Area code 678-677-7795. You have the mic. Go ahead. Yes, Mr. Daddy. That was a that was awesome. That's all I have to say. That was awesome. Yeah, kind of blessed me too. <laughs> <'Cause> I promise <laughs> you, no. I, I, I say this stuff by no. the spirit. I I study. Yeah. I do my part, but I yeah. did not know he was going there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I heard it earlier, and I was just like in tears because I heard it. I said, "Wow!" Wow. This confirmation. All right. That's all he does. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for being on the call. Amen. Area code six seven eight four six nine seven nine three oh. You have the mic. Uh any questions or comments about the ministry today? Area code six seven eight four six nine seven nine three oh. Amen. Always great. Always great. God is always wow. great, for lack of a better word. And <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Praise God that you yielded enough to hear him and speak for him. That is so so wonderful. Yeah. Wow. I hope y'all come back next weekend. Maybe y'all can hear what was originally programmed, (laughs) but we'll we'll get to that next week. Area code uh, 404-536-7829. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Wow. Yes, I just wanted to say I appreciate you bringing the word word for forth for us to carry the week out. Sometimes Sunday it does it, but that that Monday we get that first day of the week and almost forgotten what we heard on Sunday. It just it just really blesses us to carry on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Amen. 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 Again, thank you for uh, joining the call. Here at LiveDelivers.com. So then it is my job to then tell you that if, in fact, you've received of the spiritual things, there's no big deal for you to um, sow from your natural things. Uh, just go to the website, LiveDelivers.com, and uh, ask the Lord what he would have you to give um, as an offering of thanksgiving for just hearing truths that would transform, getting yourself in a position where the word of God prepares you for the battle, whereby preparing you for the victory. So just go to the website, find the Donate tab, and uh, um, then sow your seed here at LiveDeliverance.com. Also, you can tell your friends how they can listen to and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evenings so that we can all grow together in the things that God has set before us, the victory that he's already promised us, and he's giving us Enlightenment, because the Word of God uh, uh, causes you to see uh, differently. It brings enlightenment. It enlightens the soul. So we thank God that that He's able to do that uh, for us here on Monday evenings. So until the next time we get together, we look forward to hearing from you next Monday. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday. Love y'all.
Be blessed.